0: Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews, I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. hello 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 i've got a wonderful guest on the show for you today and before i introduce you to who she is i just want to give you a snapshot of why i have invited her to come and be on the show today she's the founder of not one but two businesses her first business sassy digital which is an online marketing agency she founded after leaving her full-time job and after she declared that she would never be going back to working for somebody else again and 2020 saw her launch her first product-based business partner in wine now this particular guest i get so much pleasure and so much joy from watching her show up do her stuff be super confident and bold on instagram she's someone who declares what she wants and she isn't afraid to let the world and the universe know what she's wanting to create and where she wants to go and if you haven't already guessed the guests that i'm having on the show today is none other than Lucy Hitchcock. Partner in wine since launching in 2020 has gone from win to win to win. And so I had to get her on the show to share her magic and how she's been able to create this unstoppable success, having five figure months in her business, selling out some of her product and, you know, collaborating with a huge white wine partner just in the first few months since launching and in this episode if you listen right to the very end she also announces her next big manifestation and her next big goal which is so super exciting because when it happens you're gonna know that you heard it here first so without further ado i'm gonna introduce you to my amazing guest lucy hitchcock thank you for coming to the show how are you thanks for having me yeah i'm good thanks lovely day today do you know I actually love the rain? I genuinely like I love it raining and being inside, I think.
1: So I actually have like found a newfound love and lockdown for walking in the rain because now I live in a flat and I don't have I don't have a garden that I can just let my dog out into. I actually have to physically take him out. So regardless of if if it's raining or not, I still have to go out. And it's actually really quite refreshing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of liberating. Like I bought myself like a really nice umbrella and now I'm like, huh, mm. what's even getting out? Like, you know, not even I love more.
1: that. Yeah.
0: So good. So could you introduce yourself, who you are and what you do? I know you have a few strings to your bow.
1: <laughs> God, this is this is always a spiel. Um, it used to be quite simple, not anymore. So my name's Lucy Hitchcock. I'm the founder of Sassy Digital, which is a no-nonsense digital marketing, branding and web design agency. We work with a lot of
0: influencers
1: and fashion startups, lifestyle startups, slash the people of Insta who want to start business. Businesses, so that's my—I call it my day job—in a virtual commerce. I have a team of girls who work with me, kind of serving our clients. And then I say, digital marketer by day, wine connoisseur by night, because I actually started six months ago a new business called Partner in Wine. So I put my money where my mouth is, test out my marketing theories, and it turns out they work. (laughs) So Partner in Wine launched six months ago. And we produce insulated wine bottles and matching wine tumblers because I basically found that in just after lockdown, the pubs weren't open. The weather was amazing. Don't know if you remember that. The weather was so good. Yeah. And the first time I went to meet my best friend, Maddie, for a drink in the park, I had my favorite bottle of day, you know, cooling for the whole day. And, you know, we were so excited. We love Rosie. We love midweek wine. That's what we'd miss the most. And I said to my mum, by the time I get there, mum." The the wine's gonna be warm because I was sorry, I spent lockdown with my parents. So that's why I was asking my mom not calling her up saying what do I do? Um <laughs> so gave me this like sad little bag that was like a promotional insulated wine bag that look, let's be honest, not gonna do anything from a street cred. And I was like, it's gonna do the job, but it's not very cold. So took my glass bottle of wine to the park in that, you know, had to take a corkscrew, undo the bottle, and then obviously it kind of got warm while we were drinking it, which was fine, but wasn't ideal so anyway on my way home after a few glasses of wine I was thinking surely there has to be like a better way like can I put it in my water bottle no because it wouldn't fit the whole bottle of wine and I don't really want to mix my like gym bottle and my with wine like it leaves that weird taste in it and so I kind of just got researching and within like a few weeks I had samples. My little brother just graduated in a degree in product design. So he helped me a lot with like all the things that I needed to do, looking into testing, all of that sort of stuff, the branding website, etc., we did sort of in-house very, very quickly. And so, you know, really quite quickly, I was able to turn around a product launch in, you know, a couple of months time. It's kind of gone from strength to strengths ever since then. So I packed over 500 boxes in November and December before and after my day job by myself. My friend Laura did help me just kudos to laura occasionally don't miss the post office run because we've now gone into a fulfillment center because i can't deal with the box life anymore i just couldn't do it my house was a mess my parents very kindly let me take over their living room and it was filled with boxes if you look on my social media you, you see what i mean it was absolute chaos so we sold one product every hour in november and in december we had 699 growth month on month so yeah it's going well <laughs>
0: Amazing. I love that. Like everyone, if they were wondering why you're on the show, like I feel like that very clearly sums it up because there's so much to learn from your journey. But I want to ask, so you were serving businesses within your marketing and digital marketing agency before. When you had the idea to create partner and wine that story sounds like super easy and super smooth but I wonder was there any (laughs) sort of fear or doubt like I'm doing something new I'm putting my money where my mouth is did any of that come up for you or were you just like no this is done
1: do you know what this is really really annoying but I am one of those people that's so sure of myself and I really back my ideas like if I'd had an idea that I wasn't 100% sure on I think there probably would have been some moments of doubt, but I knew the idea was like, you know, there was nothing like it in the UK. I was just like, I need to do this. This is such a good idea. This is something that I need, that my friends need. And I don't, I am one that doesn't often have self-doubt moments. So it's annoying to say, but no, I didn't. I'm not saying it's been easy. Because there's been a lot of early mornings, late nights, new logistical problems that I've never, you know, I've never had to experience like the logistics and stuff. of sending stuff out because that's not the nature of my digital marketing company. It's been a massive, massive learning curve for sure. But in terms of self-doubt, no. And I was actually saying this to Elizabeth Stiles yesterday. We had a call about something we we're working on together. She was like, do you ever, like we're talk, basically talking about launching a product. And I'm, I was like, do you ever just feel like you just walk down the street and you're like. I'm really like, my ideas are just amazing. (laughs) And I think you have to, it's not being cocky. It's honestly like every single day I wake up and I'm like, you've got this sister. Like, you've got it. You've got this girl. And I'm like, yes. And I just feel like it's a form of subconscious. uh, What is it where you like say things to yourself to make you believe it? Self affirmations. Yeah, I subconsciously give myself self affirmations and it really works
0: amazing so where did you do you think you got this like mindset this like were you always like that growing up was it super easy for you to like believe in your ideas because I feel like sometimes it's harder for other creatives to believe in their ideas when they always follow the lead of someone else or they've been told that you know they're not really good they should be like seen and not heard like was it always the case for you growing up
1: so at school I was Like, I wouldn't say I was popular at all. I kind of just like blended into the background. I was never academic. Like, I wasn't very, like, I was in the bottom set for everything. I wasn't stupid, but I wasn't clever, like, that in that sort of academic way. So, I kind of just like plodded through school. I was actually always excluded from sports teams because I was never like good at sports and the teachers told me I was awful and I was rubbish and they like segregated me from like the rest of the girls who were like practicing during games so that I didn't like ruin the game and stuff like that with like it was like five yeah five other of my friends so I was kind of like it's not that I didn't believe in myself I just was kind of like oh like I'm in the bottom set I must be rubbish at maths like okay, cool. But like deal with it. But I don't think that it's annoying because the things that that you learn at school, the only things that I've had to learn for business are like super simple things. I've never used Pythagoras theorem or whatever it's called. I've never had to work out the circumference of a circle (laughs) any of those sorts of things. Like, so it's really weird. Yeah. And so like also at school, like other people in my class would like, make fun of me and like some you know like the classic stuff at school like just kind of like oh if I answer a question wrong and everyone laughs I'd be like uh, okay so I don't but I wouldn't ever say that I didn't believe it myself I just kind of thought like I'm I'm like I'm just not good at school sort of thing and then I left went to uni did all of that like had a really good time again like got two one which I mean I guess that's good but like kind of just like floated my way through uni sort of thing I was never really sure what I wanted to do and I worked at a couple of different companies before and like oh do you know what the job that i left this was the last like proper job in inverted commas that i had they constantly would be like checking my emails as in checking what i was sending out to clients they'd be like call me over before you send that so like i really believe that i was like talking to people in a really strange way and like that no one that i wasn't very good at like what i was doing they constantly were like having reviews with me i got pulled into a room with four grown men who shouted at me and told me i had the attitude of an naughty schoolgirl, and i was like okay hr hello <laughs> not sure if that's you know okay but whatever and after that moment I vowed that one I would never work for a man again secondly I was never going to work at a company again I had to like work out how to get out of there so yeah I think up until that point I didn't believe in my ideas and the moment that I started to believe in myself I think was when clients started coming to me like I have never really had to reach out to other people I'm very much like a social person so I like chatting to people I like to like, I I like to help people. I like to make people feel good. And that's kind of the moment that I started believing myself because I started getting people come to me and go, you know, you are good at what you do and I want you to help me. And I was like, oh, am I good at what I do? Oh, okay. I must be. Okay, cool let's do this so I think you do have to train yourself to do it and you know it's very easy to kind of I think it's very easy to look at me at the moment and go oh my gosh has this girl done this but it has been like a six-year journey from like leaving my job to where I am now so you know it didn't happen overnight it was very much like I had to work on myself sort of thing and yeah get me to to where I am today but I have always been positive I will say that and I get that from my dad
0: oh amazing a great thing to be handed down so when you well, look- and
1: my mum and my mum sorry mum <laughs> <laughs> She's good. she'll listen to this she listens to every single like podcast that I'm on so and my mum my mum is a, an absolute babe
0: anyone else that you need to shout out
1: um that's it for now okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you look back over those last six years those that, that transition from being full-time launching your marketing agency and launching partner and wine Are there three key lessons that you think you've learned over that journey?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the top tip that I would give people is so Sassy Digital actually started out as a social media marketing company. And I was running like, five or six different companies, social media for them on my own. And one month, two of my biggest retainer clients went, you know, it's not your fault, but like marketing budgets cut and, you know, first thing to go is social media because we can run that in-house. And then I was like, oh shit, like, okay, this isn't good. You know, I've got bills to pay. And I freaked out and was like, what am I going to do? And that was when people started saying to me, like, your website is really nice. How did you build it? And I worked at a web design agency for, you know, huge, huge FTSE 100 companies working on the client services team. So I knew about the process of building them, testing, accessibility, all of these different things. So I was like, well, you know, I do, I am actually really like in the know about these sorts of things. So yeah, I can build a website for you. So we started doing that and then people were like, well, who did you branding? I was like, well, what do you mean? Like I, I did it like not myself, but I had a freelance graphic designer who was working like a few different things for me at the time. And I said to him, like, would you want to do like branding for my clients? He was like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, let's do it. So then that started. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just social media marketing, it was website design and branding. And I very quickly learned that people more interested in web design and branding than they were in social media marketing, which is branding kind of comes before either of those things. And it's something that, you know, fortunately, you know, branding is marketing. And, I've always been a visual person and it was something that it turned out that we were quite good at. And now we're kind of known for it. So the first tip that I would give would be make your business bulletproof, like make it versatile. Don't keep your eggs in one basket, because if two clients drop out and you're just running their social media marketing, excuse my French, but you're fucked. You <laughs> are. You have to have more than one vertical in your business, you know, more than one cash stream. I have income stream, not cash stream. And that is like the biggest lesson that, you know, I wish I would have known from the start. I probably wouldn't have known how to do it. And it's kind of good that I started doing it gradually. But that is like 100% something that everyone needs to focus on having more than one thing that they do and that could be you know you might do social media marketing and think I don't have the you know the foggiest about branding and websites which is fine but you can start doing ebooks you could do courses all of these things that people want start selling them different verticals the way forward so the second would you say key lessons yeah the second key lesson I would give is hundred percent go with your gut as in terms of like working with clients working on various different things really go with your gut if something doesn't feel right it's not right and i've learned the hard way like i've had i've had reality stars who've not paid me and you know then you throw the word you know solicitor in there and they're like they shit their pants but like it didn't feel right at the time and then it was kind of like oh well the thing is like i could someone could be doing this for free for me it's like okay cool but that's not me So um I've worked with some really difficult people. You know, we've got to the end of a project and they've gone thing is you've not done this the way that I would have done it, because I actually do what you do, but on a bigger capacity. It's like, okay, cool, hun, do it yourself. But it didn't feel right throughout the whole process. And if there's one thing that I, you know, always, always, always do now is from the beginning of the process, if it doesn't feel right in my gut, I won't do it. So that's the that's the second piece of advice I would give. And the third piece of advice that I would give would be never set. For mediocre. And what I mean by that is, I constantly check work. I constantly am testing things. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly looking at what other people are doing. I'm constantly putting my emails into other people's websites to get their abandoned checkout messages. Like stuff like that. It's so important to make sure that you're leveling up all the time and making sure that you are cutting edge like you know your shit the internet is changing all the time and whether it is you're a service-based business or you're running an e-com shop like you can't just press live on your website and let it sit there for six months that ain't gonna cut the mustard it's really not like you need to be on it with like the latest trends having a look at what's coming up in red letter day so like valentine's day really making sure that you are making the most of what it is that you're doing And never, ever, ever send work out that you wouldn't want to put your name to. I mean, not that I've done that before, but I'm one of those people that if I look at something and I'm like, oh no, that's hideous. Don't send that to the client. I don't want them to see that. So yeah, just make sure that you are constantly leveling up and learning and, you know, keeping on on trend with things.
0: Amazing. I love that so much. Like when you said like never settle for being like mediocre or like having mediocre work, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because... I guess that's the stuff that really gets people to remember you and like keep on coming back and like all those repeat buyers. I love that so much. So with Partner & Wine, you were saying how in November you sold product every hour and you've had just the most amazing Christmas period what do you think has has like directly impacted that success most of the people who are like listening to this podcast are product-based businesses they're wanting to like launch stuff they're also wanting to see like that consistent income coming through what would you say led to that happening for you inside partner and wine
1: so there's a few different things here so i before i launched i documented the whole journey on my i call it my personal instagram it's like my personal brand instagram because I didn't put really any, any personal stuff on there. So I was teasing it before and people were like, what the hell is this girl doing? Like, what is she working on? I was like, he, he I'm starting on the business. And people are like, you're a lunatic. Like, what is it? Every single day I talk about something new. I suddenly then was like, oh, my new business is called Partner in Wine. And people were like, what is it? Oh my God, she's launching a wine. Is she, is she launching a wine. I, I couldn't get, people just couldn't guess what it was. People hate, hate secrets. And that is how I got people hooked. So that was sort of, to begin with, that had something to do with it. Cause we had quite a, I mean, what I would call quite a successful launch. I kind of like, what if no one buys this sort of thing? But then I was like, no, people will buy them. And like all of my friends and family, credit to them, bought them. Loads of my clients bought them. It was, yeah, it was really good. We got to that point. And then, you know, throughout the summer, sales were kind of steady, not like, you know, we're not talking like tens of thousands here. We're talking maybe like, you know, a few thousand a month throughout the summer. And I was like, do you know what? That's cool with me. Like that's, that's a success to me. You know, it's all good. Like There'll be some days where we didn't sell anything and that's absolutely fine. I think that's totally normal just to like remind everyone here. You know, I still go some days without selling anything. The end of this month, particularly because people have been seven weeks without pay. So just keeping it real, that is totally normal. So I marketed it really well, but also... I put everything into the branding, like the packaging, the actual bottle itself. Like I didn't settle for mediocre. I had samples that I wasn't happy with and I could have launched them, but I wouldn't have been happy with that. That's what I'm saying. Like you go with your gut. Say you get a sample of a new pair of activewear leggings that you're launching. The fit's not right on you. It's not going to be right on other people. If the stitching's not right, or you notice something about like the quality, don't just settle because you go, oh, people will buy this. It's not that's not how you get known as a brand. So that was something else. And then also I've like heavily invested in photography. So I work with an amazing photographer called Lydia Collins, who does like lifestyle shots for bloggers. And I just really wanted to create this whole like viral Insta worthy brand that I've seen so many other people like have success with. And the biggest mistake our social media clients make and, you know, just generally that our clients make is not getting good enough content for Instagram. And so that was like a huge thing Thing always for me was we need to have that constant stream of content i have a content shoot every single month with a photographer and that i really believe that has like helped us get noticed i mean i had the editor as in like the founder and ceo of sheer dm partner and wine going can i have a sample and i was like what i've got a pr company why is she dming me and then i i tweeted i tweeted i don't even have twitter why did i say that i um, <laughs> I WhatsApped my PR lady and was like, is is this real? And she was like, oh my God, she never does that. And I was like, oh my God. So it's because it's so like viral. People come across the channel and go, that's really fucking cool. That is, people need this in their life. And we've got like press like that before as well, just because people follow along and, you know, they just think it's really cool. So I would 100% say that it's to do with that as well it's all of our sales are kind of organic and I mean I run our social media I make sure that I consistently show up every day with energy and that is really one of the most important things don't ever feel like you're being annoying by repetitively posting bye 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 yes that's not really like a strategy that I would do you know you've got to do the soft sell you know I call it 80-20 which most people know of it's like 80% um kind of soft selling so just like promoting your products without going shop now 20% shop now so at 20% of it is like the hard sell like go and buy that now um because you're just prepping your customers but yeah organic sales I haven't done really done any Facebook ads I've like boosted a few posts here and there but they've not really done anything and so that's been great and I also have I work with a PR company now who've been amazing. We're in Graz yesterday, which is really cool. I
0: um, amazing. Congrats.
1: Yes. Thank you. So yeah, we've had a lot of sales over Christmas from being in gift guides and various things like that. So there's a few things that I would really recommend doing, and that is content consistently showing up with energy and if you can possibly afford it either work with a PR coach Jelly Malin is a really good PR coach and she's a good friend of mine so she can actually help you do it yourself if you don't have that budget or you can work with a PR agency. Um, I work with Lucky APR and I was always a bit dubious about working with a PR agency because I do think sometimes it's kind of like you give them money and you're like, I, I need to see that you're working on it. And I can see they're 100% working on it all the time. Like I get emails from them, we're always in touch. Like I just really trust them and they, I feel like they care about partner in wine so yeah they've been really really good and they work with a lot of female entrepreneurs as well so yeah if you can possibly afford that i would would recommend it even if you only kind of do it for a few months around the kind of key periods so yeah that's been great for us i think also when you press it allows you to have the kind of gravitas like for example i there's one particular shop that I want to get stocked in exclusively and all of these things are kind of helping will eventually help towards that because I can then put a presentation together and be like yeah we've been featured in all these publications like we are the real deal do you see what I mean so just kind of leading to that sort of it helps with that brand trust I think there has been various different things but those are the three main things that I would say
0: amazing I love that and it sounds like you're hinting there at like a big goal on the horizon for you
1: oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> there's i okay so i used to work behind top shop in oxford circus this is my first ever job and every single day i would walk up to selfridges and i would walk around didn't buy anything i would just walk around i am like in love with that shop like mm. it is my favorite shop of all time yeah every single day i would go on lunchtime and like so for me if i i would always have dreamt of launching a product and i whenever i think about it i'm like that is where i want to get it stocked
0: Amazing. I love that. I love a bit of selfages, but I feel like Liberty is just has a really special place in my heart. (laughs)
1: Liberty is is up there. I do love Liberty
0: amazing so how do you approach your goals so obviously this is like a bigger goal that you're moving towards and you're taking those steps how do you usually think about your goals or approach your goals I know you consider yourself like a subconscious man um manifester like you yes. have an idea and you just like like a dog you just like go for it but yeah how do you think you approach things
1: so I'm a slider of dms like I slide into people's dms all the time like all the time <laughs> Um, whether that, I mean, mainly with Sassy, I'll like slide into influencers DM, like, hi, you want to work with us? Um, and it, generally speaking, it works. Um, <laughs> so with Partner & Wine, and I'll give an example of this, right? I launched Partner & Wine. And as soon as I thought of the idea, I was like, I'm doing a club with Mirabu. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I'm like, no, no, I'm doing it. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, no, it's happening. He was like, but, but you haven't even launched it. And I'm like, no, I know. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time, right? So as then when I launched the product, I slid into the DMs of the founder on Instagram. So I found the founder on Instagram. And she's a huge, huge supporter of female entrepreneurship. And she also actually is a local of area that I live in. Not anymore, they moved to France, but yeah. I approached her and just like, was really personable and just said, look, I've launched a new business. I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to send you a bottle. Also, I'm from like the area that you guys are originally from. So I've heard sort of thing. And she replied pretty much straight away and was like, this sounds like a really good idea. And like, I'd love to explore it further. Then I didn't hear anything for about four months and i'd like sent over this presentation i was like it doesn't matter like it's gonna happen at some point like i know it is i just know in my heart that it's gonna happen and then eventually the marketing manager emailed me and was like i sent you an email about a month ago did you not get it and i was like oh shit because i delete people's emails all the time by accident oh wow i was like oh dear what have i done <laughs> <laughs> anyway i then replied to her and was like um i actually didn't get that um so that's awkward and Anyway, I just picked up the phone. I'm a phone person. Turned out, went to school with her.
0: Oh my God, no way. The CEO or the marketing manager?
1: The marketing manager.
0: Okay, amazing.
1: Yeah, so we kind of had that like sort of like bonding situation. Anyway, she was like, like, long story short, we'd love to like do a collab with you for a PR campaign that we're running in winter, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't like confirmed at all, but I just, I literally pulled out all the stops to make it happen. I worked with my engraving partners on like getting all the stock done. I sold pretty much all of my stock of white tumblers to Mirabu to do the collaboration with them so that they could have their winter walks sets live on their website. So I literally made, I'm the type of person that if someone goes, I've got a 24 hour turnaround time, can you make it happen? So I'm the type of person that will literally do everything I possibly can to make it happen. I'm not like a me. It's not that important. I'm like, no, no, we need to do it. So, so yeah, that's kind of that. How that happened, but I, in terms of actually taking action, if you have a goal in your head, you will know when the time is right to reach out to people. So. For me right now, I'm not reaching reaching out to any suppliers or stockers because I don't feel like it's the right time, especially with virus and stuff like that. People aren't going to store. But I know at some point the time will come and it will be the right time. And so even though like I'm manifesting these things subconsciously and going, I will be stocked in Selfridges one day and I'm talking about it now and I'm telling you that, like imagine in a year's time when we look back at this. You're gonna to have to take this out and post it on your Instagram and go, "You fucking did it!"
0: <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll be celebrating you. I'll be like, "Oh my god, that happened!" <laughs>
1: I always say this to people on podcasts as well. I'm like, "Cut it out!" And then years time, we'll put it up. We'll put it up. So yes, it's one of those things that you talk about it openly to people and say, like, you know, I'm gonna make this happen because, firstly, like. I mean, not that I feel embarrassed if things don't happen, but like you feel more inclined to make it happen because then it's like, oh, what? Are, oh, I can't fail now because I've told people. Oh, um,
0: and I love how you kind of said that. It's like this, no, it was like this quiet knowing. Like you were yeah. like really sure that it was going to happen. Like if not now, sometime in the future. And I always think like, that's the thing that like really makes your manifestations come to life. Like if you're like really worried, yeah. unsure about it, you don't feel like you're good enough. It's just not going to happen. But like having that, like, no. I'm going to make this happen, I think changes everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. It really is. So, yeah, I think you can't just think that you can't just manifest things and expect them and wait for them to happen. You have to manifest them and go, okay, what do I need to do in order to make that happen? Whether it's like a direct action that's going to cause that thing to happen or whether it's working on things like getting pressed and you know, getting your brand credibility up so that when eventually you do get approached by wholesalers, you can say, look, these are our sales figures. These are where we've been featured, you know, all of those sorts of things.
0: Totally. I love that. And can I ask, now you have a product-based business, is there a part of your business that you love more? Like, do you love Partner & Wine more than Sassy Digital? Or people
1: they- always <laughs> ask me this. People <laughs> always ask me this. Do you know what? I, people keep... Uh, You know, people would say to me at the beginning, like, what's happening with Sassy? I'd be like, what do you mean? What's happening with Sassy? I was like, I've just got a little side hustle over there. Because I really love my clients. And also like some of my clients have been with me from the beginning and I just can't, I just could not face going to them. I'm too successful for you now. That is not how you do business, people. It really isn't. And I, I love the people that I work with. Like I get to work with so many amazing, amazing people, like amazing female entrepreneurs. You know, I, there, something cool happens at work every day. And like, I'm so grateful for that. But partner wine, like really doesn't take up that much of my time. Now that I'm not packing boxes, of course. And so I kind of like just day to day, you know, kind of plod along. And then yeah, Sassy Digital is, is the flagship, the mothership.
0: Okay, amazing. I love that. So many good things. And <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> glad to hear that you haven't left your clients in the dust. <laughs>
1: yeah. See you later, guys. No, um I, I will say one thing. Partner in wine now allows wine to be a business expense. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: <laughs> so that is one of my favourite parts, but you know, it's not the only part.
0: <laughs> Perks of the job.
1: Perks of the job, exactly.
0: So I know on your own podcast you talk about creating a sort of a really happy business life or like creating a business that you love creating a career that you love what has allowed you the space to like be yourself in the business your business would you say like is there a decision was it like hiring people was it like outsourcing what do you say would your answer to that be
1: so there's a couple of things to this and I personally feel like in order to be happy at work you have to be happy in your personal life and a couple of years ago I went through you know things that people go through on a sort of daily basis but um i i was unhappy in my personal life which wasn't a very you know it wasn't it wasn't it didn't go on for very long but i knew that i needed to make a change so i moved from the coast back up to london which is where i'm from and overnight my business just completely changed because I was instantly, I was instantly happier in myself and happier in my life and happy in my decisions. And I was around all of my friends more. I like reconnected with the old friends that I hadn't seen in ages. And I was just generally having a better time outside of work, which then, you know, makes you feel more positive in work. And it makes you feel like you're not so stagnant and it fills you with more inspiration as well. So I think, in terms of like, if you're not happy, at, if you're not happy at home, you're not going to be happy at work, because it's constantly going to be like, you'll be thinking about it, and, you know, whatever you're thinking about. So that would be my first thing. And then to be actually happy in work, I am a huge like advocate for outsourcing things. So you know, even though I have Christine, who works at Sassy full time, we have Becky, who is currently back at uni. So she's only working with us part time, but will be coming back full time in the summer. I work with a lot of freelancers who are kind of the best in their field, but also in terms of taking stuff off my plate, I have a bookkeeper, which I only, I only started working with Chloe, I think a couple of years ago. Weirdly, I found her on Gumtree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think she works with a few of my clients now as well, which is cool. Um, But yeah, she's just a really cool chick. Um, So she does my bookkeeping, which has taken that off my plate, which is completely like, you know, changed it. Yes, you have to spend money on it, but then you don't have to do it yourself. And it will take a bookkeeper like half, you know, maybe a quarter of the time that would take you. And the other thing that I did was I hired Meg, who's my VA. So she does kind of random ad hoc stuff for me, replying to the occasional email from, you know, spammy people um, and sending out invoices for me, working quite a lot on the admin side of Partner & Wine, you know, working on sending Customer service, sending things out to influencers, that sort of thing. um And she's been like a huge, huge. You know, she's taken a huge weight off my shoulders. Yeah, in terms of just generally like being able to get more work done and like making more and all of that stuff. Hiring Christine has been amazing because she's got experience in working at an agency, which I always wanted to hire someone like that. And I always say that these people that I like hire and that come to me, I never reach out to people. They always like it. They, it's like they're like gravitated towards me and I'm like at the right time it's really weird so that was Meg and Christine both sent me email, and Becky's both all sent me emails out of the blue and I was like do you know what I need help
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yes please do come aboard I, I, I
1: need help and I like your attitude <laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds like just like that magnetic energy. Like with when it comes to manifestation, my approach is always, it's not about just getting what you want. I think it's about like being what you want, like being that business owner that you want and, you know, attracting it from that way. Like like attracts like. So I think that's a great example of that.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I do think having a positive mindset has a lot to do with that sort of stuff. And I'm a positive person. I think people actually think I'm like weirdly positive, but you know. Is what it is.
0: I mean in these days of 2020 and 2021 I think that positivity is welcomed
1: do you know what's so funny I walk so I, I go on a daily lunchtime walk and I got back yesterday in the flats that I live in everyone was kind of congregated out the front and I was like oh this is really awkward because I've kind of got a call and I need to go inside walked into the driveway and they're all like a lot older than me like have kids and that they all turned around and went. one of them goes why do you look so good it's lockdown I was like I- I was like, don't know, just wake up in the morning, feel put positive pants on, put put makeup on, good to go. I was like, God, I need to take a leaf out of your book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good uh, yeah. Amazing. I love that.
1: <laughs> so funny. It has to do with positivity.
0: It's magnetic, like everything is energy.
1: It's the it's the Roald Dahl quote when he says, When you smile, sunshine will come out of your face like beams and something.
0: Oh my god, I'd never heard that before.
1: What? Okay, sorry, right. Hold up, I need to get the quote.
0: When I think of him, what comes to mind is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all the weird drawings that l- everyone looks so skinny and emaciated in.
1: <laughs> I used to love, I used to have the Roald Dahl, like it was like a big book and I'm, it was really weird. I'd make my dad read these stories to me every night and he'd be like, these are kind of creepy. And I'd be like, yeah, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the quote is, if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. There you go.
0: I love that. Thank you for like, Just Googling that and getting that.
1: No, I love a good inspirational quote.
0: (laughs) Me too. I want to thank you so much for spending your time on the podcast today. Is there
1: anything
0: that you would love to share or anything that you wanted to touch on?
1: Oh God, what haven't we covered?
0: I feel like we've been everywhere.
1: One thing got to say, when you're running a business, make sure that you make time for the people you love. Make time for your friends, make time for your family. Put your laptop down at six o'clock. My best friend pre-lockdown would come and knock on my door at six o'clock every night and go,
0: turn your laptop off.
1: We're going for wine. That's the best. <laughs> I'd hear the buzzer and I'd be like, she actually lives down my road, which is really coincidental. So we we bought flats on the same road, like weirdly. So she comes and rings on my doorbell and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm still working. She's like, no, you're not.
0: <laughs> I would be like, she would need to like drag me from my laptop, I think. Be
1: like, she does. <laughs> she does and I love her for it. But yeah, that's one thing I will say. Never, you you live life for your personal moments. Work is just a part of that, you know, so.
0: I 100% agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. Where can the listeners find you?
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> Are you ready for this? So you can find me on Instagram at Lucy Hitchcock underscore where I'm sharing lots of tips day-to-day running a business, e-commerce tips, etc. etc. et cetera. Et cetera. And if you want to keep up to date with Partner In Wine, it's at Partner In Wine UK. Then at Sassy Digital for all the marketing tips. And if you want to listen to my podcast, it's at The Wing It
0: Podcast. You might have to pause that and rewind to catch all of the links. <laughs> I
1: know, it's actually disturbing. I feel so embarrassed at the end of my podcast. I'm like, here are four accounts that you can follow. And actually, generally speaking, people go and follow them all.
0: Fantastic.
1: I'm like, yes, don't just follow one, follow all them. Why not? No.
0: Get you on all different facets, I guess
1: exactly exactly
0: anyway thank you so much
1: you're very very welcome it was lovely to be on and